0: Yo, what's good, people? We back, we back, we back. Thank you for stepping into the coach's box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Pace and Coach Murph. We got a full slate for y'all. We got a lot to catch up on. You know, it's been a minute. We missed y'all. We hope you missed us. So NFL season is upon us. So we're going to recap last night's game, Chiefs versus Lions. Uh, We're going to talk about some of our favorite teams. We're excited to watch this season top five centers of all time we, you know we have to close out our basketball uh all-time rankings for each position and then you know being all we have we all have columbus roots here on this show
1: and barely
0: barely so we we we, we from ohio and so the, the documentary bs bs high came out and so we felt that it was our civic duty our responsibility to discuss that documentary on this show. Uh, And then, of course, we're going to close it out by telling you how to spend your money this weekend in our Bet NFL segment. All right, Coach Pace, you're going to kick us off. What were your takeaways from the Chiefs first Lions game last night?
2: Um. Overall, I mean, the Chiefs. I mean, I didn't really think I picked the Lions to win, actually, shockingly enough. Um, just because they didn't have Chris Jones or Travis Kelsey. Uh, um, I figured it'd be close, but the real reason they lost is to Darius Tony. Uh, that's really all I got to say. That's literally to sum up the game uh, with them four drops. So, but he just got to hit them judge machines, man, because he really cost them the game, um, especially with that pick six. So, but. It was glaring that they uh, that they couldn't stop the run either um, because Chris Jones wasn't in the middle. So uh, that was a big problem. They were running all over him. Um, but overall, I did like the game. It was an exciting first game. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, the defense, actually the Chiefs defense looked really good for not having their best player um, as well because they, they did pretty good stopping the run, but – They still kind of gashed them here and there. So, but overall, I thought it was a really good first game. The Chiefs will come back. They'll be fine. Um, But I'm just curious to see how the Lions do this year for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, for real. I I didn't take too much out of the game here, like you said. You know, know, a top offensive player out and a top, top defensive player out. It's hard to really gauge where they are in this week one. Uh, But, I, I will say it was overall kind of a disappointing-ish game based on my expectations going into it, not just the fact that Kelsey didn't play. um, But everyone was talking about, you know, these are two high-scoring teams. And so I was, I was thinking the score was going to be higher, like maybe at least a 31-28 type game, something like that. And, and we didn't even get that uh and so it it was slightly disappointing the disappointing game in my personal opinion um the fact that they did struggle uh at key moments in the game to have a defensive like playmaker on the chief side i think it's some things are just fortuitous so this might be a fortuitous loss for the chiefs because they might be looking at each other like all right yeah we gotta get this brother signed on, on defense here because if, <laughs> if, if we if we getting gashed by david montgomery like, imagine what happens when we're playing other people, you know? So that might have actually worked in in, in Jones's favor uh, a little bit. But I give credit to the Lions, man. They came out and played, um, you know, played hard. They, they it, it wasn't a sloppy game. It was just more so of a a little underwhelming game considering all the hype that was behind it. So what do you think, Coach Murphy?
1: Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat with you. I think it was a bit underwhelming um because even though like you know how some will be like oh it was low scoring defensive type game it didn't even feel like that and I think it's because of both offenses just kind of like pretty much struggled the whole game I think it was more offensive struggle than defensive stops um as for the Lions and you know, we're gonna get into it, but that's all that's one of the teams that, that I was excited to see uh to see during the season with all the weapons they have. Jameer Gibbs is special. He looked really good uh in that game. But um that that's pretty much that stood out to me for the Lions. As for the Chiefs, I kind of went in with the mentality of like, it's going to be the Jones, kind of like Jones versus Kelsey thing. Like what's going to be impacted more, their offense or their defense with these guys missing? And honestly, I feel like they just stalemated each other because like the, like I said, the defense, it looked more like an offensive struggle from the Lions more so than defensive stops for the, the Chiefs and vice versa. And then you can see without Kelsey, it's literally Kelsey as a number one and a bunch of threes and lower because when everybody had to you're not asking a number three to step up into a number one. You're you're act like or you're not asking a number two to step into a number one in terms of targets. You're asking threes and fours to do that to step up to ones and twos and they they folded and I'm pretty sure Tony's confidence got broken early with that pick six and he just he just couldn't recover from it. Um, also the referees suck because they allow Jawan Taylor, the right tackle for the chiefs to cheat all night being so far off the line. And I, I can't tell you how many false starts that I've seen came from, from him. Like the man will move as soon as they put the ball down and like all the way to the snap, just shaking his leg and stuff. But then y'all want to call it towards the end of the game when it actually matters. So that was annoying to watch. But um, the ref, I mean, that's pretty much it from, from all ends. Overall, reffing was terrible. I can't, the Lions really ain't show me nothing this game, really, on either end. It just, just kind of felt like an extended preseason, to be honest, with starters. Yeah, yeah,
0: I feel you there. I, I, the biggest takeaway for the Lions is that, you know, not last year, but the year before they would lose leads in the fourth quarter by doing stupid stuff. And I guess they, they didn't do that last night. So I I was like, OK, that's because it. I was texting with a couple other people and they were like, yeah, like the the Lions might be the Boston Celtics of the, of the NFL. Like they 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 lose fourth quarter leads at, at times, stuff like that. But uh, they they held on. Uh, and they got the first downs at the end of the game when they needed them. Uh so well, the I,
1: funny thing is is like, did they really hold on, or is it because of Tony didn't hold on? Because they would have blown it if he caught that pass.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: true too. That's true too.
0: But um, yeah, okay. yeah, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty good, pretty good, you know. But I'm really looking forward to things will run and things things will tighten up, you know, teams will tighten up and everything like that would get better. Um but yeah, I'm just glad the NFL is back for sure. I'm glad football is back. Oh, random question for y'all, and uh, I'm gonna toss it to coach. I'm gonna put Coach Pace on the spot. Um, the uh, Alabama-Texas game, who you got? Where's it at? It's Alabama. Yeah. Uh, I got
2: Bama by three. By three. All right, Coach Murphy, you got. It.
1: Uh, I'm I'm I think I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go Texas by three. It's really a
2: toss-up though. It's a toss-up game.
1: Yeah, and I, I feel like, as though
2: I'll go ahead. I think yours yours can tear them apart. Like he could really like.
1: Because
2: mm. I think he got hurt last year when they played in Texas. I think so. Yeah, he threw like a touchdown before that, and I was like, oof. But if he get going, it could be ugly.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I, I I'd a close one. I, I say Alabama by like 24 28 type game, maybe. Yeah. But it's, it's I'm definitely gonna be watching it. I can't wait. I can't wait. <clears throat> lightweight call out his team and be like, yeah, you know, this is one of the worst teams. You know, I, I think he's trying to motivate his players, though. So I think he wants them to focus because he knows they almost blew it last year.
2: Man, screw that game! Shout out to Colorado, man.
0: Colorado,
2: the show.
0: Yes, Yeah. I definitely should have put that on the itinerary for today. But man, that was a was dope. It was just dope to see. And the thing, the thing that I noticed most was like. The uh, Colorado players were more well conditioned than the TCU players.
1: Hey man, Dion De- don't play, and that's what happens when you underestimate your opponent. He was in that they in that altitude
2: too. That altitude give you an advantage. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that that altitude is. ain't no
1: joke. And, and like oh, for <laughs> the thing for me too is like they're. I feel like a lot of people are, like, looking at the where the players came from. Like, oh, they're pretty much thrown together. They're coming from HBCUs and all this stuff. And, like, one thing that I loved about Shador, who also came from an HBCU, is, like, when are y'all going to stop looking at at where he came from and see who's training him? His dad is literally one of the best corners to ever play the game of football. And he's also being trained by one of the most accomplished and best players at quarterback in football, and Tom Brady. Like at this point, it don't matter who he played. I don't care if he came from some Pop Warner league straight to to Colorado. If Dion and Tom Brady are the two people in your ear, five five ten happens, and he could have did he could have probably hit six hundred.
0: Yeah, Hunter dropped that uh that ball. out would have been a touchdown. And uh, Horn dropped one too. I think yeah they was dropping him throughout the game and still beat them. Wait, I I just loved how poised he was at, at quarterback. Like I he didn't even run that much, which kind of surprised me because he ran a little bit more at Jackson State. But like here, it was think, last resort type run. He would move in the pocket. I think he has some room to grow. I so think he can move in the pocket better. Uh, mm-hmm. But the times where he, when he did it really well, he would slide over by himself another second or two and then drop a dime. But uh, his accuracy was wild. Like it was just like
1: him. And and who who's prolific for doing that? And and it, I know Tom Brady doesn't have any athleticism, but like I'm gonna sit in the pocket, move when I need to, and I'm gonna take what you give me because he. He only gashed them a few times throughout the game, but like as it started and going through it, he was boom four, five, eight, twelve. Like I'm just pitch and catch. Yep, yep. Man, like, I don't he got one of the nah.
2: he got one of the prettiest deep balls in college football, bro. Those oh, man. bro, he was
1: dropping them things in a basket. basket, bro. I'm I'm so excited to see him play at ASU. You know what's October. gonna happen? You know what's gonna
2: happen? They say he he wasn't technically like draftable. Now he's like playing himself into like a first rounder. I'm like, bro, y'all gonna stop sleeping on him. There's not that much drop off between him and Caleb Williams. I'm gonna be honest with you.
0: Mm. You you got that just for one game?
2: Yeah, I mean, did, people didn't watch him last season, like and he's getting trained by Tom Brady. Like, come on now. Yeah,
1: Honestly, I'm just looking at him, like, in how they're trying to undermine him. And I'm like, bro, y'all see people taking risk on people like Trey Lance, who had only one good season. And I know you say, like, oh, after one game. But it's like, it's not really one game because he was doing his thing back at Jackson State, too. But that's, that's how people are going I mean, to look at it. They're going to be like, oh, well, I mean, we only seen him in one game. But he's been playing like this ever since he's been playing college football. Yeah. So Like, his career uh, did not just start this year. Right? Yeah.
2: I don't know what guy, what's wrong with him. But, yeah, they're just, like, discrediting him because of the level of competition. I'm like, y'all didn't do that with Josh Allen when he was at Wyoming. Or Carson imagine, Wentz when he was at North Dakota boy, State. Boy,
1: boy. Right and the one thing that i <laughs> the funny thing about it too is that with uh bro, it just slipped my mind uh that's more going kill me I, I don't know like when when they mentioned like the the level of competition oh yeah what he said in his post game that's why i loved it so much when he's like everybody's talking about how it would translate to this uh, to you know d1 i've never thrown this many yards ever in my career mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is r- national runner-up national runner-ups last year yeah and yeah they weren't known for defense but the way they'd be blowing the you know the d1 ncaa circuit you would have thought that he'd have came in and got locked up for like you know, two thirteen and a touchdown and three picks
0: mm-hmm.
1: coming from an HBCU.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't expect him to be bad, but I didn't expect him to be that good. Like during his like first B one game, I thought he would. Ranked. I thought he would get right under three hundred, and then maybe two touchdowns and a pick. Like, because you, you just look at, it like, all right, well, quarterbacks, usually, you know, especially in game one, they'll make some type of mistake and, and something like that. And he he was darn near flawless the entire game.
1: So. And, um, actually, Anna, hold on. I got to double check this first. Because I think. Because uh, if I. Remember correctly. Sorry. Oh yeah, and back to Keith's point that this is just a kind of a correction because he said the altitude is different in Colorado. This was on the road. He did this no, on the I'm road. Saying the, I'm saying they're training. So oh, training you're talking level. about the athletes and
2: how like Travis Hunter was able to last 120 plays or whatever. I'm like, he's playing in like 90 degree elevate. Well, 90 degree heat a mile above sea level in thin air. Like he probably didn't even, wasn't even phased because it's like his practices are 10 times harder in altitude and he's going down to sea level. So
1: they were probably fine and well conditioned. Uh, Yeah. But like same, same point in terms of like this team that was thrown together, you know, into everybody else's eyes and, you know, some of the players coming from, you know, playing competition that's not D1 come on a road and be, you know, the runner-up for the national championship last year. That's an amazing feat in itself.
0: It, it, to me, this is where, like, coaching comes into play, um, what we're going to see this weekend, because I think it would be easy for them to lose focus because – they're on a high from shocking the world, so to speak. And so I'm I'm anxious to see how they come out and the intensity and the discipline, because they didn't have a lot of penalties in the last against TCU, which was impressive. Uh, And so I want to see how their defense locks up a little bit better. And whoever is snapping the ball on special teams, keep snapping the ball behind the holder. Like, so they need, they need to, they need to brush up on that because they got one blocked and then even Though the guy, the, the kicker made it, the other one, it's still the snap was like behind the dude. So they need to tidy that up a little bit. But um, I, I want to see how disciplined they come out in game two. Yes. So, all right, next. Sorry, we derailed the whole show. But yeah, that, that was good. I think we definitely need to shout out Colorado. Um, I love Deion's like post game interviews, man. He'd be having a dying. Uh,
1: Do you you believe?
0: Do you believe? No, 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 no. no. I read that mess. I read that mess you wrote in that article. You believe now? I was like, I love him, man. I love him. Uh, So, but, uh, so back to the NFL, like what team are y'all most excited to watch this season? I'll throw mine out there real quick. Uh, The Ravens are my team that I'm most excited uh, watching. Uh, So, just just for note we weren't allowed to pick our favorite team so for those of y'all been following the show uh coach Murphy is an eagles fan coach pace is a rams fan i'm a steelers fan so we couldn't pick our own teams but um i want to see what lamar jackson does in his new offense and with the new talent he's surrounded by uh and just see how explosive the offense can really be so yeah how about
1: y'all well, I I mentioned the Lions already being one of those teams, but the team that I'm most excited, uh, to watch is is Jacksonville. Um, seeing just having uh, Calvin Ridley come back to the league. Um, seeing how you know I'm a big fan of Dougie P. So. <laughs> Um, seeing how how they're going to build upon the you know the great run they had last year, so I, I think that'd be a a fun team to watch. And then you know after Coach Pace gives his, I'll kind of brush on the other the other two that I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, <clears throat> outside of the Jets, of course,
2: I feel like everybody wants to see them, but um, really. I would say uh, the Ravens and then probably just uh, Herbert um, and the Chargers because he finally got his money. And I'm just trying to see if he can actually live up to the hype. And also I want to see what a sleeper team, the Saints. Hmm. Just because they got Mike Thomas back. They got Olave. They got Kamara after six games. Uh, um. Oh, three games, and then I mean that defense is still there. So I'm really curious because they should really walk through the division. I'm curious to see what they do in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I the Well, I I just went in with the mentality of that the the Saints to uh, kind of walk through that division. Having two um, – well, Ritter isn't a, like a rookie, but this is his first full year starting. Then you got Bryce Young um, being a rookie. And who else is in that division? It's Falcons, Panthers, Saints. Baker oh, Bucks. Mayfield. Bucks, yeah, Baker Mayfield. So, like, they, it's not like the degree of difficulty. So, I mean – Derek Carr is by far the best quarterback in that that division. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But like I, I mentioned earlier the Lions. I said the you know <clears throat> the Jags. The Jets was one of them too. And I think partially is because of Hart Knox got me kinda hyped to see them. And then the last team is is the Chicago Bears. Um again to see uh, the potential next step for Justin Fields having somebody like DJ Moore. Um, I don't know, I they're like one of those teams where I have no expectations for. I just want to see it's just nice to see like a new core and see how they grow from here. This is, I ha- had this feeling back when Jalen Hurts had his first year starting, where it's just kind of like. Hey, I'm just here to enjoy the team and, you know, see what we got. That's where I feel like the Bears are. Um, and with the weapons they have, um, I think it'll be – they'll be a fun team to watch.
0: So we are, we are we up on Bryce Young? Do we really think, you know, he'll have a good, solid rookie season, all things considered? No. No? Okay. <laughs>
2: <place>. No. No. <laughs> What weapons he got? got? Miles
1: Sanders. Thielen, Thielen, Miles Sanders, and... And then they drafted Mingo. Mingo? And, uh, yeah. Mingo? Yeah, Mingo. <laughs> Bingo. But, um... The... <laughs> yeah, well, actually, my... Uh, a friend of mine asked me "There's like, who do you think would be, you know, rookie of the year? Do you think, you know, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud? And I was like, honestly, I don't think none of the quarterbacks will be rookie of the year. Like, I none of them really stand out to the point that they'll make an impact. And that a small part of that can be the hand they were dealt team-wise. Even though that I feel they have respectable, um, you know, they have – you know, respectable weapons, quote-unquote. But um, I don't know. They they just – none of them really wow me. Um, I could see Gibbs being rookie of the year once, he's, once he figures it out
2: because they're going to play him. They're going to mm-hmm. find a way to get touches. He has to get touches. He's too explosive not to
1: get the touches. So I could see him winning rookie of mm-hmm. the year. What about uh, Bijan? You know, the funny, for me, I I was thinking Zay Flowers. Mm. Just having somebody like Odell that can assist him. um, And then, uh, you know, the Ravens looking to be a little bit more, not like a pass-heavy offense, but they're going to start leaning into the pass more. But you still have the threat of, you know, uh, Lamar's legs. You have somebody that can – pull defenders away and Mark Andrews I think Zay Flowers will have like a lot of opportunity cuz I wanted to go Jackson but I'm still I'm still out on on Gino but I I know I can I know what Lamar can bring
0: that's a good point there's it, it, a lot of a lot of folks to watch cuz there's a lot of high potential talent and all different types of positions
1: this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, what slipped my mind, too, that also may be a contender. I think my top two would be Zay Flowers and Addison because Addison playing off of Osborne and Jefferson.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. And um, for defense, you think Will Anderson, maybe from Alabama?
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, he's about to be a
0: – once he figures it out, he's
1: going to be a problem. Yeah. Well. And, and the only reason – and I think he's in a favorable div- division, too, to, to make that happen. So that's why I kind of just – I feel like for a to rookie of the year, it's pretty much him and no one else just based <laughs> off of competition and his skill level. And then I I just think it's Zay Flowers and and Addison in terms of offense. So yeah, yeah.
0: Because I I say Anderson. I agree. I think he's in a favorable um, division, and I I think just the way he he's conditioned, like it's gonna be fourth quarter, and he's still gonna be going. Like he's gonna be coming after the quarterback, and I think. I I foresee him making a few plays this year that really get a lot of uh, attention, you know, like kind of like game winning plays where it's like a strip sack or, you know, stuff to run or something like that. I could see him. I could see him making those type of plays because he's a playmaker at the end of the day. So um, that's why he came to my mind. All right. But we're going to get into the meat of our conversation today. So as Ohio natives seeing Bishop Sycamore and, and this whole scandal, we were like, what is going on? Never heard of Bishops. What, what like what's going on? And then just to see what happened, so when the documentary BS High dropped, we all watched it and we felt it was our duty to discuss it with you all today, with y'all today. So, Coach Murph, I know you took copious notes on this. You have a lot lot on your chest to get off. You have a lot on your heart right now. Go ahead and, and give us your kind of reaction to B.S. High documentary.
1: <laughs> so he Roy Johnson hmm. kind of opened up the, the doc of saying that he felt saw himself as a Hannibal from the A-Team. And to me <laughs> instead of Hannibal, he was more of a of a manifesto (laughs) he he's egotistical he's a habitual liar to me one of his biggest red flags is that when going to recruit kids he was taking words from suge knight and i'm like this is why kids should do their research on history because anybody quoting suge knight It never ends (laughs) like that, that, that doesn't breed success. It just breeds trouble. Like throughout this, this doc, what was like killing me? He's over here like, Oh, is it, is it ego or is it, is it heart? And saying that he's like, he's loyal. That's why he never gave up when the church, you know, pulled away from him. But I'm over here like, are you, To me, it just seems like you're loyal to yourself, and this is definitely ego over heart. Because when they came to you for education, and you know you're over here talking about, I mean, you're ruining kids' credits and talking them into PPP loans, and you know getting kids evicted, and then at the end of the doc, he's over here talking about like they'll the with all this attention, you know, after the IMG loss, he is like you know, we still win. Like there will be another Bishop Sycamore. There'll be, you know, other kids. And I'm just like, that's, we is you. Because those kids who you're claiming like we win, they all lost. Yes. You're the only one, quote unquote, which nobody will really give you a time a day, has the potential to redo everything again. So this is no we involved. Mm -mm. And he kind of gave himself away because early on, like, because, you know, throughout the doc, he was always saying, I, 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 you know, and when he, when they mentioned um, John Branham, and he was like, who? Who? The guy that was with you for the first six, seven months? That guy. It's just like he wanted to go in, he he wanted the attention. He wanted, you know, his just do this. The one, well, I, there's two things I agreed with him um, throughout the whole doc. One of them is how he's saying that um, that he's insecure. That shows, yeah, definitely, because it was me, 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 and he tried to pretty much exit out and talk about what he did for people and so on and so forth. And then to him exposing the system cuz you know there's no one in their right mind that would try something like this but the fact that somebody did and essentially exceeded succeeded for multiple seasons when he was like oh it's not about it's not about football you know 80 they had 76 pages uh done a document done about him for his lawsuits and stuff. And he was like, you know, 70% of that was about football, not education. Mm-hmm. But he was pretty much just like blowing me the whole doc. Also, whoever made that mac and cheese needs to be arrested. They should have tagged a name with that. That was nasty. And Christy, the quarterback's mom is an idiot. Cause the fact that she went along with it for so long is one thing, but after the IMG thing, when your son is out there getting beat up, and then he goes into the locker room and cusses everybody out, hey, we out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We out of here. Like him doing two football games in three days, like, and he's like, "What? What? What is? What is it, it's not in the rule book." Tell me where it says that. I'm like, so you're that guy.
2: Yeah, he's that guy. Man, his mom, bro, he lost a scholarship because of that. Because like, yeah. his mom was so stupid. Yeah. Who so was it? Grambling, and-
0: Grambling
1: State? Yeah. Was- yeah, Grambling State. It was about to be with Hugh Jackson. They low-key mm-hmm. hyped up Hugh Jackson, but, you know, I was like, whatever. That's not... The, the problem awesome. a, the QB whisper and you know blah blah, blah. I'm like well the last time Man, it song, say it QB weeks,
2: but,
1: yeah I know and, and like with what was sick about Roy is like at the end when uh they showed him the video of the guy crying and talking about talking about Roy and like he was just saying that it was BS and he got all upset about it and literally showed no emotion for somebody that's saying that you know, he's doing something for the kids, not, you know, accepting his role and messing people up and then watching that in my head, I bet in his ideology, his ideology, when the kid was like, you know, how could he do that, you know, to kids? I'm pretty sure in Roy's mind, he was probably like, well, technically they weren't kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they, 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 like some of them were obviously, but. You know, he's over here like, oh, what in the rule book that there's, you know, an age or so on and so forth. And it clearly says it in OSHA. Oh, we're not we're not a part of OSHA. Aren't you a high school?
0: You're a high school in Ohio. Therefore, you're a part of OSHA. Yeah,
2: even if you're a private school, charter school, even though they weren't, you're still part of OSHA. Like,
0: exactly. <laughs> they run the state. Yeah. Go ahead, coach. Coach, Because Coach Pace is the one that put this in our chat, and it really sparked the the idea of us put putting it on the show. So, Coach Pace, you go next. I'm gonna go last.
2: I mean, I really don't have much to add. It's just it's just a little couple tidbits, okay? I mean, I told y'all this, but the but the most I'm the most honest liar I know is by far the craziest most contradicting statement I've ever heard in my life I'm the most honest liar I know and then like I knew it was going to be some BS when he came in when he walked in and it was like so do I look like a con man mm-hmm. I'm like oh god I'm like so so can you guys like help me to understand if I look like a con man or not I'm like oh my god but like yeah he ruined he ruined a bunch of people's lives he got mad and then said we're still, I'm still fighting for so-and-so. How could he be so selfish? I'm like, what are you fighting for? Right. My boy, you don't even have a school. Like, you're not connected. You don't have a school. You're not doing nothing. So buddy, just, Buddy's just a psychopath, a narcissist. Like, I, he's everything. I, I ain't seen nothing like that before. I have not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and like the 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 whole the whole homeless thing when he like took his belt off and and whooped the homeless man because oh, you know God. he was taking his stuff and then he was sitting there saying like uh, you know this is you know example of somebody who whose dad ain't you know whooped their ass enough when they was growing up in my head I was like that's you you the guy that needs your ass whooped. <laughs> Because I swear to you, there's no way, because watching this whole doc in my head, I was like, out of all these kids, somebody's dad had, I know the funny thing, the thing is, is like, oh, dads is not in black kids' life. And so there had to be at least one father for one of them kids. If my child was in that, I would have dragged Roy's ass across the street and back. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, he would not have been physically able to do the documentary. If, if my son got exposed to that, oh, absolutely not! No, 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 no. Roy, Roy's not going to be able to be the doc in the documentary. Okay.
1: Like bad. I, uh, I don't know how p- parents let them get away get away with that. Like I'm, I know it's just kind of like, this is what happens when you sell people's dreams and you're not like in the best position. So, you know, you're just looking for a way out. Because I know – because, I mean, a lot of the kids pretty much caught on early on that's like, hey, we're not getting homework and stuff like that. But he's like, bro, we're teenagers, and we're playing football. And then you look at the schedule, and you're playing all these, you know, nationally known teams. So it's just kind of like, hey, all I got to do is, you know, show out against IMG or show out against whoever, and this could be my ticket. But it's like as – was it Tillian – to the quarterback, as he like found out, which I'm pretty sure Roy knew, and this is why I say that he did this for himself, you need more than just game tape to make it to the college level. Your grades do matter. Your ACT, SAT scores do matter. Your GPA matters. But you didn't care about none of that because you were sending them – had them bounce around different buildings, not even like school systems, or when you had them in a school system, you weren't paying it, sending them to Franklin University to lock doors, like what?
2: Yeah, my boy said he that he would just, uh he had them stay in a hotel and have them run a credit card for the rooms and then like once they kick them out, because they give him three months, basically. Once the three months are up, basically he disappears, the kids get kicked out, and he doesn't pay the bills.
0: It's it's not funny, but I found myself laughing a lot during this time. Just because I didn't know what else to do. Like, didn't know. Because Roy, he's exhausting. Like, it was exhausting listening to his BS. Like, literally listen to it. Like, you have zero accountability. You're not even close to what a man should be. So you shouldn't call yourself a man. You took advantage of teenagers and young adults. And because, like, you know how they had, like, champagne, like, dreams and on a beer budget. He didn't even have a beer budget. It it, it, It wasn't even that. Like, to mess their credit up. And it's like, what did you think was going to happen to the kids once they, they, quote unquote, graduated out? Or once someone showed interest in them? Like like y'all said, like, you know they run transcripts. You know you need a high school transcript, right? They don't have anything on their transcript. And and you knew the kids didn't know what they were signing when they signed. Because he was like, I didn't forge anybody's signature. I'm like, bro, you sat there and watched them sign that knowing that they were assigning like basically, you know, to, to, to their detriment. You sat there and watched all of them do that. Like what type of sociopathic behavior, bro? Like, is that like, and and then it was the whole domestic violence with, with his girlfriend and everything like that in front Mm -hmm. of me and everything. I'm like, bro, like you are, you are harming black, these black men in so many different ways and you don't even care. Like, it, and it's like, it, for those that did not have a Black man present in the home, and you know how a coach is kind of like a father, father figure at times, you know, because you spend a lot of time with them. And, and for you to do that, like, when, when's the, what, who's the next adult that those kids are going to trust? Right, so you, you, are, you are harming them in so many different ways, so, so, you know, socially, psychologically, everything. And, and not to mention physically, because you didn't have an athletic training staff. Boy. You had somebody and, come out there, and that was it.
1: Like, so, you know. yeah, nah, yeah, that was sick. Like, to, to me, like, just for the domestic violence point, uh, like, you're, well, just, not, like, everything in the totality, where he was sitting here like, I gave you guys, you know, they wanted to play football. I gave these guys an opportunity. Uh, and then I'm just like, to be 100% honest, you do, did you do that? Did you give them a, a potential dream? Yes. But at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure they would have been better off never going to Bishop Sycamore than actually going. You did way more harm than good.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. at least if they'd have went into like actual high school they could have gotten enough help to have grades by the time they graduated from high school to get into a college and at least have a shot to do something or to a trade school whatever they wanted to do
1: yeah juco but now they they got you know they're going to be scarred from those experiences of people banging on the door, banging on their doors, getting evicted, messed up credits. Like (laughs) what? Like uh, all of this, because they thought it was being handled by an adult. Right.
0: Absolutely. And I knew, cause this was towards the beginning of the documentary. I knew it was going to be a wild documentary when the quarterback was like, Oh, we didn't even have plays. I'm like, wait, what? So who was y'all practicing? Then? Like what was going on? If y'all didn't have any drawn up plays and everything? who was y'all doing? It is it, just it just shows how how desperate young people could be when they're when they don't see a, a way out of their situation. And they'll just grab onto anything, anyone that they that they believe in. And like y'all said, sells them a good dream. And then they end up, you know, it just just falling apart like that. So that that really made me mad. I I I was furious afterwards. I was furious. I was like, this man's really a sociopath. Like, really a sociopath. Like, uh, and then the dude that was with him, I forget his name. I don't know if you wrote it down. Uh,
1: you talking about John Branham?
0: Yeah, the older guy with the the big yeah. Yeah,
1: that was sitting next to him towards yeah. the end. Because yeah.
0: when the dude when the when the dude was crying saying that he they pretty much like ruined their his life and everything and the way he felt about himself and his mental health and everything like that, like John actually kind of like looked to the side a little bit. Like cause I think it affected him a little bit. And then then Roy gets up, causes this whole scene. And then you see when he brings up the camera, if you watch carefully, John's face changes when Roy sits back down. And then they both double down on it. I'm like, how delusional are y'all? And and he, and John ain't no better for supporting Roy through his BS. Like, I, I I just don't get it. I I just don't get it. And he got the nerve to wear a Bishop Sycamore like uh, quarter zip. And <laughs> that's not you're not a school. You're not a real school. Why are you wearing that? Like, Crack. Hey, yeah, cocaine. Is Crack. Like, I tell you that much.
2: Cocaine, heroin, you know it, fentanyl—they probably dabbled in that too.
0: All oh, that. All right. So, yeah, for those who haven't watched it, please go out and watch it. Um, I think it's I think it's it's worth it's worth the view just to see how large of a situation this is and to see the impact it had on the young people. Uh, and it did expose the system. So it, that's what people do when they don't have accountability—they deflect. And yes, the system is trash. But Rory Johnson, you are also trash. Two things can be true. at For sure. So we're going to move. We're going to round out our top five uh, NBA um, position players of all time. So we've done all the positions except for the center. So we're just going to round it out here. uh, Top five centers of all time. Coach Pace, what you got on this one?
2: All right, so this was easy. Um I went Shaq Lajuan Kareem Wilt Bill Russell. Okay, that was that was
0: Coach Murphy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh I went Kareem Shaq Wilt Kareem Bill or Hakeem Kareem Shaq will hakeem bill
0: and we all had the same five just in a slightly different order um i had kareem shack um bill hakeem and will that's how i had it so we all had the same
2: five. i feel like there there was really no debate once you really got into it it's just where you want to place them. yeah facts Jokic is making it interesting though
1: he's trying to at least
0: I think he'll be in that conversation by the time he retires, for sure. I think he'll be in that conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I really didn't want to put any, like, current guys.
0: Oh, you didn't put Car Anthony Towns in there?
1: Right. Whoa.
0: Because when you're talking about top five players, you're talking
1: about – Oh! And <laughs> hey, would you say, Roy? <laughs> <laughs> tripping.
0: Oh, but you know I had to do that too, man. I had to do that. It was too. You didn't
1: have, you know, in my head I felt like somebody was gonna do it, so I was just like, you know, (laughs) so that's why it's good that it came off of this doc, because now I have somebody to coin, like that's the new thing when somebody's delusional. I'm just like, okay, Roy. Yes, that's
0: gonna be our running joke. That's literally gonna be our running joke. I like that. I like that. But yeah, it's hard to it's hard to debate anybody but those five uh, being in the top right now. But yeah, I, I think Jokic will be in that conversation here um, when he retires. All right, well, we're gonna finish the show with uh, letting y'all know how to spend your money this weekend. So Coach Murph and Coach Pace put some lineups together. Uh, Coach Murph, who do you have this weekend for your bet NFL? Yeah, yeah. All
1: right. So my my three pick parlay. Cleveland Browns I, I feel like people been been sleeping on Watson because of last year but he has a full training camp I know the the th- fad is to dislike him and you know uh wish on it prey on his downfall but he's going to start off the season strong get the win against the Bengals I got the Jets over the Bills because I don't believe in Josh Allen and i Love that Jets defense. And then I got DeAndre Swift scoring a touchdown. Uh, Nick Seriani loves using his new toys. So I feel as though that, you know, Swift is going to get in and get in early. That's a
0: good one. Coach Pace, what about yours?
2: Um, I did a little three leg or two. I got Justin Jefferson over 60 yards. Tyreek over 70 in my wild card, because I know they're going to get him the ball. Michael Thomas scoring a touchdown this week. Ooh. I like
0: those. Ooh, I'm really supposed to pick between these two. I hate when y'all make me do. Right, hey
1: man, you got to. You got to.
0: You know what, Coach Murphy? You got kind of... Well, no, nah, never mind. I was <laughs> going to say safer one, but because I can see the Browns beating the Bengals in Week One. Uh, it's the it's the Jets game that's bothering.
1: Okay, well, let's well first of all, let's see what the what, what's the odds what's the odds like on on Coach Paces though.
2: Uh, mine is. Gonna, I,
1: I feel like you know. I do feel as though like the Justin Jefferson and Tyreek are guaranteed, but I feel like they're guaranteed because sixty yards is low for them. Yeah, uh, mine is plus six thirteen. No, oh, mine's is just double that. Come on, man. Come on, go c- c- double that and damn near gu- guarantee. You might as well take a plunge. All right.
0: So if you, you first, don't be- if
1: you, you first, don't believe in Rodgers? Rogers.
0: Uh You don't believe
1: in sauce? Come on. Skee- McDonald Q. <laughs> Garrett Wilson?
0: Hey, that's that's my guy right there, man. Delvin
1: I, Cook, Breeze Hall. Like, come on, man. The Bills?
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be good. I th- okay, so. Where are yeah, they playing? playing throw
1: another fit.
0: They're playing uh, at in New York.
1: Mmm. Diggs is gonna throw another fit.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a hard game to call.
1: Mm-hmm. All it really games. ain't. It's Josh Allen. It really ain't. It's Josh Allen versus versus Sauce Garner. It really ain't.
0: But I I put it like this. I give y'all a little advice out there. So if you're first starting out and and everything, I think you should go with Coach Pace. If you got the funds to be a little bit risky, I think Coach Murps can pay off a lot. So that's he
2: picks I mean. some, some tough games, man. Them, them. What do you
0: mean that's not, that's not tough? I think Swift will get in the end zone. I, I, I I'm with you on that. And I can see the Browns upsetting them, especially in Cleveland. I don't know why one bothering me. And I'm actually rooting for them in this game, but I I'm not sure.
1: It is Josh. Do you forget who Josh Allen is?
2: The spread, yeah. I also remember who
1: Josh Allen is because he can throw three touchdowns in about three minutes. Yeah, Yeah, he ain't doing that against that Jets defense. I could tell you that. Mm -hmm. This ain't just any other defense. This This was. Huh? Oh.
0: I don't think
2: he's playing yet. I'm gonna say because that changes the whole dynamic of the whole game
1: if he's playing.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. they well, line I mean, strong. so
2: if he's playing,
1: oof. yeah, but they got a, but it's not like they got a Zach Wilson back there either. They got a vetted, a vetted Aaron Rodgers who gonna get that ball out quick, and they got a, they got a really good, you know, running back room as well. Yeah, they
0: do.
2: Those two are tough. Yeah,
0: those
1: two are tough. But you yeah. got, come on, bro. You ain't pick one. You just out here playing politician. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I do best. Uh all right. I guess I'll go for the highest yield on return in this one. I'll go with yours.
1: I won't let you down. We're about to go undefeated this year.
0: But if I actually place a bet, I'm going with Coach Bates. <laughs> oh, that's all that matters. Plus, that's
1: I'm kidding. betting.
2: I'm, I'm betting tomorrow. I was about to do my little college football joint.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. College football joint. And
2: because uh, I got, I got, hey, I got Shador going stupid tomorrow. hmm Yeah, and he throw another like, you know, four or
0: five hundred yard game.
2: Hey, like Deion said, man, if he would have hit them things, he'd have had a uh, husband in the first
0: half, man. That thing'd be chilling out the crib. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, nah, for real. And I like Edwards, the running back. Like he's he's dope, dope. Cause, like, what meant a lot to me is I like to watch coach player interactions during the game, and because I think Edwards fumbled the ball earlier in the game, and like he was really beating himself up about it, and like. Dion put his hand on the, on the on his shoulders and was talking to him. And, and you can see Eric was shaking his head. Like, you know, he was trying to like reinstill confidence and everything. Dude come out and start balling, especially in the second half. Yeah. That's what
2: uh that's what you're supposed to do. Maybe you, you fumble and score three straight touchdowns.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good coaching, man. Well, all right, y'all. We ain't gonna hold y'all any longer. Thank you for checking us out on the Coach's box, man. We hope to be mm-hmm. back next week. And don't forget to place your bets this weekend. Get that, get your funds up. Have a blessed, and safe weekend, y'all. Peace.